Welcome to the Main Attraction Sideshow Podcast. This is our Patreon-exclusive podcast. I am your host, Justin, and joining me, as always, is the other host, Ryan. How are you, Ryan? I'm doing well, man. Excited to be here and talking about another fun Patreon topic. Yes, uh, we have another good one lined up for you. Sorry, guys. it's uh, We've had a lot going on in my, in my neck of the woods. So uh, My wife's had two blood clots, and she's had two surgeries removed, two blood clots in the last week and a half. So uh, it's been uh, an ordeal. That's the reason we have not been with you guys. So uh, I apologize for that. But uh, I think we're on the road to being where we need to be. So, uh, But yes, our podcast topic tonight for the Patreon exclusive, and this will probably eventually make its way to the main airways if we ever get in a situation kind of like we were this past week where we need something to, to just kind of put out real quick. Uh, but it's our best TV villains because on Monday when we record, because we're going to be uh, since we're recording on Thursday night, we're and also I have a golf tournament to take my son to on Sunday. Um, We'll be recording on Monday night, so it's going to be coming a, a little bit later. Uh, but on Monday when we record, we will be discussing a show that Nate asked us to watch. Uh, and I had not seen any of it. I didn't want to see it, uh, but it's Fargo. Uh, and Fargo has a has some really really good villains in it, uh, yeah. so we decided to. And also, uh, we're doing Justified because Justified has some really good villains in it too. So so many, yeah. I, I could have made ten out of that show alone. <laughs> so we are doing our best TV villains today. We're doing our top ten, uh, and we'll do this way we always do it. If one of us has uh, a villain higher than the other, we'll wait to discuss it when we get to the person who has it higher. Uh, but we will start at number ten. And who is your number ten villain? So before we get started, I'm gonna I'm gonna mention a, just a couple of quick things. Mm-hmm. When I think of villains, and I'm thinking these are my favorites as well. And what 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 the what makes a great villain? They have to be charismatic, right? And they have to be so good that at one point you kind of listen to them. Yeah, you're like I could like let's just mention well, Boyd Crowder. Okay, well hold on, I don't. Yeah, I think that is. I think being able to listen to them, I think that's a part of it. But the other end of it. They can just be so incredibly awful. Like, and if your hatred for them, because yeah. there's going to be a few of these that right. there is no redeeming qualities for them whatsoever. You just they yeah. are so good, and you hate them so much right. that right. they they just automatically go towards the top. So, uh, right, that's that's a good point. And I think there's some that you can listen to their their reason. Like Boyd Crowder, right? He just wanted to get enough money so he could open up a Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Who doesn't want to open up? But exactly. then, like, you mentioned, there's some that are just so diabolical that you're like, I can't stop watching this person. They are psychotic. Right. So, so my number 10, this is the person who started it all. When you go through TV villains, it goes back to this person. I didn't watch this show because I was too young, but I'm giving him respect. Number 10 is J.R. Ewing. Okay. Everyone has copied him since. Yeah, I don't. I'm not real familiar with the character, but I know, uh, like when I just kind of like was doing just a, a quick research on this, just like all right, who am I forgetting? Who am I not going with? Jr. popped up all the time. Uh, people were. Yeah. And I, I don't know anything about him because I haven't seen Dallas. Uh, but well, he was a, he was an old tycoon that had no problem screwing over his family. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and getting the job done. So that makes sense. So, but he is definitely not on my list. Uh, like I said, I haven't seen Dallas, uh, but I've heard but people talk. Everybody about him. is doing some variation of JRE. There okay. wasn't villains like him before. <laughs> uh, so uh, it makes sense to have him on here because, like I said, he's he's on yeah. just about everybody's list. So uh, my number ten, and you may have him on here, and we kind of talked about this uh, because of the 
fact that I just finished this uh, from the first season of Fargo. Billy Bob Thornton's Lauren Malvo is my number ten. I, I did not. I had him on my list of uh, possible people mm-hmm. after watching Fargo. Had I made my, had I been watching <laughs> it again and made my list, he probably would have made it. But go on about him because he is <laughs> insane. He, he is probably one of the most sinister characters yes. I have ever seen. I mean, yeah. I was dumbfounded at just how awful he is and just how and just the way that billy bob thornton plays it and because he is just oh, so cool about it the entire time yes. it yes. is it's like it makes i'm like it's, my skin is literally crawling right now as i talk about it i uh, just think of remembering watching him over because it took me about it took me about four or five days to get through all 10 episodes of the first season of fargo it was an absolutely fantastic show i can't wait to talk about oh, it on yeah. monday uh when we talk about it but he is just absolutely, like I said, he is despicable. He is awful. And he is just, I mean, he he makes Gus, like, forget he's supposed to, like, capture this dude. Like, I know. I mean, he just completely terrifies him. He's a, he right. is an absolutely terrifying character. Yeah, I was going to say, there are two things, scenes that really stand out for me that make just how great he is. The first time Gus, played by Colin Hanks, yes. pulls him over. He just says, you need to leave. Right. I hear that you have a kid. If not, I'm going to kill you. Right. Mm-hmm. And Gus just lets him go. He lets him go, yeah. <laughs> because, like, in the way he said it, there was no, like, he wasn't being arrogant. He right. wasn't really threatening him. He was just saying, this, this is, is the situation. This is the way it's going to be. So, like, yeah, yeah. either let me the, go or I'm going to kill your daughter. Yeah. And then the next one, this is what makes him even better at so there is a scene where he's in a motel, uh, Lauren, and there is a young man getting berated in this <laughs> yes. hotel. So afterwards, he tells the young man, you don't have to put up with this woman. Uh, you need to stand up, take a stand. Right. This is too much. And, he, and the young man says, what do I do? He's like, well, I pissed in my boss's <laughs> car. car when they treated me like this. So five minutes later, you see the kid pissing in the car. Lord calls, calls the, the motel lady and gets him busted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's awful. He's absolutely awful. There's, there's yeah. no question about it. Uh, yeah, it, like I said, he is just a a creepy skin crawling character, and it was just absolutely yeah. uh, fascinating to actually watch him. And uh, one last thing uh, about him: this was. Billy Bob was very early. It was House of Cards and then him playing this part was what really started people doing cable and streaming again. Right. Movie stars. Doing. Yeah. So this was a huge, huge moment. Oh, yeah, it was. It was It was a big moment. Like I said, just going back and doing some research, because this is, what, this came out in 2013? 2014. The first season? 2014. Okay, so almost 10 years ago. It's It's yeah. been a while, so. Uh, but it's absolutely wonderful episode of te- uh, season of television. Yeah. Like I said, can't wait to talk about it on on Monday when we discuss it uh, on the actual podcast. All right, who's your number nine? My number nine is a my only cartoon character, but he is a despicable villain, Mister Burns from The Simpsons. Uh, okay, I don't, I didn't have him on here. I thought about putting one cartoon character on here, but I did not. But uh, I have not watched a lot of The Simpsons, uh, surprisingly. Enough. I have. A- I watched The Simpsons uh, probably about 10 years that I watched The Simpsons because mm-hmm. it came out when I was like in 7th or 8th grade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like 
up until like I'm probably out of college and then at some point I just quit watching it but like I used to love The Simpsons and Mr. Burns did this great thing where like he never remembered anyone if you watch episodes right. today he's still like that even though he has met Marge Homer the game <laughs> millions of times like who are these people right. there's I don't recognize them so just a despicable villain and all always just always up to something to try to trick the people of Springfield all right uh, my number nine, you might have on your list, so uh, we may discuss it later, but it is Cersei Lannister. No, she was 11. Okay. All right, so Cersei I was, Lannister. I was, I was very close to having her. Uh, she's played by Lena Headley on Game of Thrones. Uh, she is, to me, she's just absolutely, I mean, she is just so cunning, and she is, yes. like, she is, what's, one of the things, this is kind of one of the things that you were talking about a second ago. You know, you kind of understand what they're doing because Cersei Lannister, like, early on in Game of Thrones, I don't don't remember exactly how early on in Game of Thrones because I ended up binging the whole thing over, like, three weeks. Um, She gets this, they reveal to us, like, when she was a child, some witch or something tells her that all of her children will end up being killed. And basically, everything she is doing up until she loses her last child, up until Tommen, it was Tommen, that was his name, right? Tommen? Tom and Rathian. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, up until Tom is, is killed, she everything she does is about protecting her children. She doesn't care how awful Joffrey is. She doesn't care how terrible and despicable he absolutely is. She will do anything she can to protect her children and to put her children in the best yeah. position. And then once tom has gone, she just gives herself over to being just the most awful human being alive. Right, right. And it's, it's Lena Headley is fantastic in this until, role. Until the end? Yeah, she was still bad. Yeah, she was. She was bad. She was bad until the end. Uh, like I said, and she, it was just an incredible performance by. Uh, they always wanted to corrupt her brothers. Yeah, she that, she was trying to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, just great stuff from her. What did you think about uh, Cersei when you were watching? Yeah, I'm with you. Fantastic. You know, do you have any other Game of Thrones people I on, do have on one. your list? Yes. Okay. I didn't have the others because okay. I was like, I hated them. I, I, <laughs> God, I nearly said a bad word. I, I was so close to dropping an F-bomb. But uh, she was the one that was like, I can understand. And she was just so good. Lena Headley, incredible Cersei. Yeah, she was he's fantastic. So, All right, who is your number eight? My number eight is from the uh, tele- television show Dexter. Okay. Uh, from season four, John Leth- Lithgow plays the Trinity Killer. Okay. And if you were going to watch De- Dexter, I would watch the first season and I would watch the fourth season where he comes on because he is a vicious serial killer and he is just the stuff he does is just awful. Just And Lithgow, man, it's just such an incredible yeah. actor. Just oh, having yeah, him on a show. And another one, this is like 2014, 2015 when he comes on here, right. I think. Uh, yeah. And just just a big moment and god he was scary yeah i started watching uh dexter for a while there i made it through like the first three seasons i never got past that one so um, oh man you should watch the fourth yeah i need to go back and uh, it's one of those it's one of those i always want to go back and finish and i just never yeah. gotten around to it so uh but john lithgow is fantastic in just about any type of villain role that he plays yeah. so and this is a let's bring up dexter because this is the other kind of weird thing about these. There's so many anti-heroes. Oh, like yeah. Dexter mm. could be a villain. Yeah, he, Walter White from Breaking Bad. I mean, there's so many. Tony Soprano, so it's kind of hard to pick. Yeah, some of those sometimes. guys are like that. I mean, they're in, in most every other right. sense, you would consider them a villain, but because right. they're kind of the 
they're kind of the protagonist of the right. of the show. I mean, Dexter literally goes around killing a whole yes. bunch of people, a whole bunch, a of people. lot of people. So, uh, all right, next is my number eight. Uh, this is based. On, I didn't intend for this to happen. But the next few are coming from Marvel. Uh, this is Agatha Harkness, played by Catherine Hahn on Wandavision. I thought about her too. Yeah, I did not have her. I thought she was fantastic. Uh, Catherine she Hahn was. was just an absolute joy to watch on Wandavision. It's a really underrated performance, in my opinion. I don't think mm-hmm. it gets talked about nearly enough. But just the way that she is playing this like sitcomy character, and she is right. there, and she's just nailing that sitcom part. And then when they finally reveal that she is you know, Agatha all along, I mean, that's the, that's uh, the whole song. And then we one even, of the best scenes of all time. It is. That's the reason we have it as our weekly award yeah. for, for best scene of the week. So it's just absolutely fantastic. And then just the way that she reveals everything else. It's like, it's just absolutely wonderful. Agatha Harkness, uh, and Catherine, I and I cannot wait for her show. They keep pushing it back. They keep pushing it back. They keep changing the name of it. It's, it's now on its third uh, name change. I don't remember. Uh, it was House of Harkness. Then it yeah. was Coven of Chaos. And it's changed again. And I cannot remember what the new name for it is. Uh, because, yeah, they, they keep pushing it back. It's now. And look, part of it is now because of... of the strikes and stuff. So yeah, yeah. They, they've got that going on with it, but uh, they keep pushing it. But like I said, they've changed the name. What did, I'm going to have to Google that now because it's going to drive me crazy. What is her new show? Uh, Agatha Harkness show is called what? It's called Dark Hole Diaries. That's right. The Dark Hole Diaries. Oh, so, that's terrible. Yeah. That's terrible. They keep Change changing it. it. Yeah, they keep changing it. So. Do it, Agatha, all along, which they talked about doing from the get-go. Yeah, that's why. Just I call it that. But I don't think they're going to do it. So they, they seem to like the alliteration, which I love alliteration, but I, yeah. I, I, I like Covenant of Chaos. I wish they kept with that. I, so. I like that one, too. All right. Who's your number seven? Uh, my number seven. So you could... Talk about the anti-hero with this guy, but he, there's nothing good about this person. And it's someone we covered, and his name is Logan Roy. Oh, yeah, Logan Roy. I didn't even think about him. He's a good, he's a good one, though. Yeah. <laughs> what a horrible human being. Yeah, like I said, I didn't even think of him as a villain, but yeah, you're correct. He's an absolutely, I mean, he's a piece of you-know-what. <laughs> yes, yes, made the world a worse place. Yeah, and it was fun and to watch it, him. Yes, it was fantastic. And guess what? Had no remorse. No remorse at all. None whatsoever. Was just an absolute a-hole till the day he died. So, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, good yeah. pick. I didn't even think about putting him there on here. Thank cause. you. Thank you, Logan Roy and Brian Cox. <laughs> That's right. They were fantastic. So, All right. My number seven. Again, like I said, this is coming from the Marvel world. Um, I don't know if you'll have him on here, but it's Wilson Fisk, played by Vincent D'Onofrio on Daredevil. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't, but I okay. almost had him. He was on my next one. Yeah, he is fantastic in this role. Yeah. As uh, if you haven't seen the original Daredevil, I highly recommend going to. It's now on Disney Plus. Uh, going to Disney Plus, checking it out. It is an absolutely fantastic show. It gets a little bit long at times. Or I'm not going to. Uh, this is when 13 shows was kind of like 13 episodes was what people were shooting for. They've kind of trimmed it down to eight, ten episodes. Typically, when you do a streaming season, but all the Marvel stuff on Netflix is at 13 episodes. But it gives him a chance to cook it is that especially that first season of daredevil i thought, I thought i've never got really bored with daredevil. no i, I, I didn't year. either i thought it was fantastic 
fantastic. The first season of Daredevil, I, I never got bored with it. The second season, I occasionally was like, eh, we probably could have cut this down a little bit. And I, I never made it through the third was season. Was that when The Punisher came on? Yeah, that's when The Punisher came on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never made I made it through like the first two episodes of, of the third season, but I never made it through the last one. Um, but like I said, he is absolutely fantastic in, in, in this role as Wilson Fisk. He is, he is the kingpin. He, he, he just like... When you think of Kingpin, this is what you think of. I mean, he is this huge, ominous figure that is just so incredibly strong and incredibly intimidating. Uh, And they give him a kind of a... A little bit of a sympathetic side with with the with his wife that he uh, with the woman that he marries Vanessa. Uh, there's a little bit of sympathetic parts there because it sometimes feels like he's ready to get out of this and stop it all because he he, he wants to do it for her, but he just can't. He's just such a horrible person that he can't draw himself to do it. Like I said, it's just a great role and he's fantastic in it. Yeah, and here's another thing. I thought he was especially with D'Onofrio playing him is very theatrical. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. like it's like he's he's doing a play or something which is something you'll notice a lot of these villains are played by people that are known for theater actors right. Catherine Hahn, yeah. John Lithgow, yeah. Brian Cox, even Larry Hagman a long time ago was a theater person so it's and I have a couple more I got a few on here people. too yeah so it's like you you notice something here give theater people the <laughs> villain roles I get in the villain roles so all right who's your number 6 my number six is Gus Fring from the Better Call Saul and okay. Breaking Bad universe. I know you didn't watch it. Yeah. Uh, played by the great Giancarlo Esposito, who also could be on here for his uh, Mandalorian vi- yeah. uh, villain. What's the name of it? I mean, the guy tried to kill Grogu. Yeah, uh, Moth, uh, Moth, Moth, uh, Moth Gideon. Gideon. Moth Gideon, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know you're a good villain <laughs> yeah. when they're like, Hey, this guy can play a villain that can almost kill Grogu. And he's good at it. Yeah, he's fantastic yes. in it. So. Jean-Carlo Esposito was fantastic. Gus Ring, very serious, a man of the community, but you did not like try to do anything to him because he was a cold-blooded killer. <laughs> uh, all right, so my number six. Uh, I doubt you have him on here. I don't know if you ever saw this. I know you saw Daredevil, but I'm not sure if you ever saw any of the other Marvel ones. Uh, no, but I know who's coming. Uh, it's Kilgrave, played by David yeah. Tennant on Jessica Jones. Uh, I the Jessica Jones series is good. It's not spectacular, but I would highly recommend to anyone going and watching the first season of Jessica Jones simply because David Tennant is so incredible in that role as Kilgrave. He is just dynamic. I mean, I'm a huge David Tennant fan. We've talked about him, obviously, on the podcast before. But he's just fantastic. I mean, he is this slimy, weaselly character. And just the way he gives those lines, it's just absolutely a joy to watch. Uh, I mean, you you feel bad the entire time that you're rooting against him because he is just so great. But he's an absolutely awful character. I mean, Kilgrave is terrible in in Jessica Jones. He's absolutely awful. Uh, his power is basically if he tells somebody to do something, they have to do it. They don't they don't have any choice. They lose all they lose all um, agency. Uh, so if he tells you to go kill your kill your mother, you are going to go kill your mother, and that is what you're going to do. Uh, and just yeah. the way and some of the things that he does that he tells these people to do, it's just it's absolutely despicable but he is just so charming in it as well and it's it's just this really weird dichotomy yeah, I, I, I need to watch it because if I remember correctly, Jessica Jones is supposed to be in this Daredevil series, right? I think so, yeah mm-hmm. 
So I, I'm assuming he probably gets killed in the series, but I mean, there's a chance we could see Kilgrave and I mean, David I don't, Tennant again. I don't know how much of that's going to be canon, though. That's the thing. I yeah, mean, that's the thing. Yeah. So it's 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 a really kind of weird spot, spot that they're in yeah. with that. So, but yeah, he's fantastic. I would go. I would definitely watch it. So, all right, here's your number five. You may have this person higher. It's Homelander from The Boys. No, I didn't even think about him. That's a good point, though. Yeah, he's awful. I, I, How I, did you not have him? I don't know. I, I didn't even think about him. But, but yeah, he's terrible. Uh, he is absolutely when, when awful. You, when you were first talking about how how horrible a villain was and like, you know, the stuff they're doing. Yeah. I really thought you were talking about Homelander. No, I'm talking about somebody else. <laughs> There's yeah. somebody else I'm talking about. Because this man is diabolical, just a psychopath. Oh, yes. Absolutely. I mean, it's the worst thing that you could possibly imagine. It's basically if Superman were evil is basically yeah, what it is. Yeah. I, I mean, that's that's yeah. the, that's the whole point of it. So, uh, but yeah, you're right. Homelander is just terrible. I mean, he is, and it's just what's great about that show is he is so incredibly overpowered. He is so incredibly just despicable. I'll be interested to see what they do in the fourth season with it because. Yeah. It seems like he's kind of going to embrace just being, you know, not caring about if his ratings are good because that's that's been the only thing that's really kept him in check up until this point was right, you know right, right. what are my what are my numbers saying what's my what's the opinion of the of the people out there and then it seems like at the very end of season three he's like you know what I don't care about that anymore so like I said I'll be really interested to see what uh, yeah. how that how that plays out in, in season four so and, and let's give let's give a shout out to Anthony Starr who plays the character because he oh yeah you have to be a fantastic actor to pull that off and he does well yeah it, it, it's he does it really really well so all right who is your number five uh, well the mom was homelander oh that's you? right mine's my number five uh all right so it's not the typical villain but he absolutely works in this role uh it's uh i'm probably just gonna try to do it but i'm not gonna do it all right it's newman played by wayne knight on seinfeld yeah when i was looking up villains newman came up a lot and i was like he really is a dude he he's is, awful i mean it's it's the, what makes him so great in this role, and why he is so awesome in in Seinfeld. On this is because he just gives himself over to the hammiest portrayal of your yes. typical villain. Even though, like, he's just a male guy. I mean, that's all he is. I mean, uh, but just the way that he is constantly trying to get in the way of Kramer and Seinfeld and the rest of the gang, in the way he's always trying to disrupt their plans. He's fantastic. I mean, he mm-hmm. is just absolutely fantastic. And because of Wayne Knight, we have one of the best, one of the best memes that's possible. The the nobody see nobody cares meme from uh, Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. uh, like I said, it's just absolutely fantastic. I love Wayne Knight uh, in this role. It, I don't yeah. know that he's done much of anything else besides those two roles, but he's great. In he's both been of them. all. He's been all like one of those people that's just around. You'll see him pop up on shows here yeah. and there. But yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, he was so good. <laughs> hello fantastic. jerry yes, hello jerry it's just fantastic so all right who's your number four then my number four i'm taking somebody from justified mags bennett that's my number four so hey all right man <laughs> oh it's so a quick it's so a quick thing i listened to a podcast with margot martindale who played mags bennett she mentioned that when she was in new york doing theater she worked in a private eye uh office and Wayne Knight was one of the PIs oh, really? with her. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, uh, I did not know that. That's oh, awesome. But uh, Mags Bennett, uh, you know, you watched season two. I watched it again. It is unbelievable. The the 
the performance that woman gives. That's oh, yeah. what uh, you and I were texting. I was like, this is one of the best performances, villain yeah. performances of all time. Because like, you you don't come at Mags Bennett unless you're going to you know kill her, right? Because like, and if you you know you break that trust or you come at her family, you better get the hell out of Harlem. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, it's she is just. But but what's great about her is I mean, her and uh, Raylan Givens. I mean, they would have conversations. They would be completely civil towards mm-hmm. each other. But she's always got something working. There's always something. Right going on underneath and you just don't know exactly what it is because the entire time throughout season two for about two-thirds of that season she keeps talking about these bigger plans these bigger plans you're like what yeah. are these bigger plans the and weed she, yeah it's well it's the weed and also the fact that she's basically going to betray the entire town by uh can, oh. by selling the mountain or i can't remember exactly right, what all right. but the top of the mountain the top yeah. of the mountain so like because so, everybody's against like she's basically out there saying that we're against it we're against it but in reality she's just holding out for as much money as she possibly can right and right. she ends up like I said then just turn everybody turns against her and like i said she doesn't she doesn't care she just cares about herself she cares about her family uh i mean honestly you know they start us off they show us just how awful she is because she kills uh, i can't remember caitlin deaver's character's name loretta loretta she kills loretta's father in that very first episode but you kind of like okay she's kind of got a point here he's a terrible dad he's an absolutely terrible dad but you can't just go around killing people's dad so uh and she did give loretta the best life she had had yeah you're right you know that part uh you know she was also very charismatic Oh yeah, like you know, she could own a room, oh, or yeah. like when she, when she, everyone respected her too, and was afraid of her. Right. Yeah, she's just fantastic. I, I loved her. All right, uh, who's your number three? My number three is Al Swearingen from Deadwood, played by the great okay. Ian McShane. Uh, just an incredible show. Um, uh, we're starting to learn something. Is this here. an elephant? If you're show? in, what's that? Is that an elephant? Show? I was about to say okay. this. If you are a villain next to opposite Timothy Oliphant, you've got a good shot at becoming an all-time villain. You really do. Remember that. Uh, But anyway, this was like, it's taking place in the Old West. This is a guy trying to build his town. It's very interesting about Al In the first season of the show, he's the villain. Right. But as it goes on, you realize he's similar to Mags Bennett. He's just trying to make the town better. Right. But he takes what gets done. He also probably the most profane uh, person on television ever. (laughs) Uh, He had several uh, uh, word, like, uh, what is it called? Where you have like a where you keep saying it over and over catchphrase, catchphrase that were profanity. I was trying not to say profanity. Lots of the word catchphrase. He had several catchphrases that were profanity and just an incredible uh, performance. This really Ian McShane is since uh, this was in the early two thousands has really taken off. You right. see him a lot. We saw him on Game of Thrones and other stuff, but. Uh, Man, if you ever watch Deadwood, I, I would highly recommend it. It's a fantastic show, and there's so many people that ended up breaking out from that. But, man, right. no one more than Ian McShane is Al Swearfin. All right, my number three, you may have higher. I'm, but get, but I, get, I bet you have higher. Uh, Boyd Crowder by Walter Jenkins. Okay. Yeah. All right, I figured yeah. you had him higher. He can't be much higher, but he's, he's yeah, going to yeah, be higher. So. Uh, so my number three is Boyd Crowder. We'll talk about him when we get to yours. My guess is I know where he is. All right, who is your number two, then? Benjamin Linus for Lost. That's my number one. <laughs> uh, 
So, well, Boyd Crowder is my number one. That's what I figured. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about Boyd then. All right, so Boyd Crowder, uh, as we've talked about on this this uh, podcast, my favorite show of all time, Boyd Crowder, my favorite villain. The man was supposed to die in the <laughs> pilot episode because that's what happens in the book that this is based on, or it's a short story, right. The Fire Hole. Boyd dies. They were like, we can't let this guy die. And just watching the growth of this character and how much he changes and how much he adapts to every situation he's in, I mean, how can you not be so excited to and, and to know that he's, he's continuing? Right. We're, we're probably going to get more of him. Just an incredible performance by Walton Goggins. Just charismatic, crazy. You just never knew what Boyd Crowder was going to do, and you just, you couldn't wait to see what he was going to do next. Yeah, when I didn't like I said I didn't, never saw Justified. I didn't even know that was a thing until uh, I guess right when we started recording. I never even heard of the show, uh, but I'd seen Walton Goggins around, and everybody talked about how much they loved Walton Goggins. And I didn't have that much experience with him. Yeah, and then when I go back and watch this film, oh, this is why everybody talks so right. so much about about Walton Goggins is because he. Is is just so great in this role. I've only made it through the first three seasons of Justified. Uh, we'll obviously be talking about him again here in a little bit uh, when we talk about uh, when we do our actual Justified uh, City Prime Evil podcast. But he is—he's just. I mean, he's fun. He's great to watch on the screen. He's always going to make you laugh. Uh, yeah. I mean, y'all very, very uh, like a huge vocabulary. You never oh, yeah. know what he's going to say. You never had the first clue what he was going to say. It's just absolutely fun to watch him uh, because he seems kind of stupid, but he's seems mm. not. I mean, which is the only yeah. thing we're going to talk about tonight as well. So, but yeah, he's just great. He's absolutely fantastic in it. So, all right, my number two, we actually haven't gotten to yet. Uh, that is the the most hated character I've ever watched on screen in my entire life. That is Jeffrey Baratheon, who's played by Jack Gleason on Game of Thrones. <laughs> Look, here's the deal. You are awesome as a villain if you are so good at the character that, like, people hate you in real life because they hated you so I much know. in as the character. He doesn't even act anymore because... He's back. Oh, is he? Okay, what's he back in? Uh, he is in a movie, let me try to find it, with Liam Neeson. It's a coming out that it's a Irish, uh, like thriller criminal movie it's called let me see oh, okay. what it's called. i didn't know that in the land of saints and sinners it's uh it's uh opening at Ven the venice film festival it's supposed to be really good it looks fantastic it's like liam neeson syrian hans and jackie gleason is in this awesome or uh, what's his name jack gleason. Jackie Gle jack gleason jack gleason yeah yeah. I, yeah but uh yeah man he he was really good yes he was like i said every week like I'm sure this was like for you every week, but every episode because I was watching it throughout the summer, I was like, "Is this mm -hmm. the one he dies? Is this oh, the man, one he yeah. dies?" Yeah. And like finally, in, in season four, I think it was up season four, episode two, they finally do kill him. And like, it, it, like I said, when you are when when you are celebrated for your character's death, yeah, not because people just thought it was a bad performance, they didn't want to see you go, because they just hated your character so much, right? That's that's what you do when like when you're in this type of a villain role where you are just playing it as to be as awful as humanly possible. That's what you're going for, and he right. nailed it. Oh boy, did he nailed yeah, it. Yeah, I hate I hate that you weren't watching when it was going on because like it was a, the celebrations on social media the <laughs> night that he dies because that was like 
that was like one of those shows you had to watch tonight because everyone spoiled it. Oh, yeah. Everyone spoiled everything. And then, like, you would see so many people. Uh, I would highly recommend watching Game of Thrones tomorrow. <laughs> well, what's great and about then he dies. He also dies in a way you don't expect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, by being poisoned is what it is. Yeah, yeah by the, by the uh, what was her name? The, uh, the old lady that T- was mean? Terrell, I can't remember her name. Uh, oh, God. But what's great about this? What is so fantastic about when they finally, uh, Lady Terrell, I just call her Lady Terrell. Yeah. Uh, what was her? She has a great nickname. I'm looking it up. Go ahead. But when I was watching this, when I was watching because I was binging it, and I ended up watching like the first five or six episodes of season four all in one sitting. What it's something that probably got lost in when it was b- being done week to week because one of the things that she says to um, uh, what's his, the the oh crud Ed Ed's daughter um, that was there that he was supposed to oh, marry originally. Uh, Oh crap! Uh, Sansa. Sansa, yeah, Sansa Stark. When he, he was Sansa Stark was there because that's who he was supposed to marry originally, and this is right after the Red Wedding when the entire Stark family just about gets gets murdered, uh, and obviously that was at a wedding. Uh, Lady Tyrell goes up to Sansa Stark in this episode right before right before he drinks the poison, and she says. And for that to happen, something along the lines of for all of that to take place at a wedding, just how dreadful or how awful. And like, and then like three weeks later, she like most people probably forgot that she said that line when they because they don't reveal who the killer is until much much later. And like when they when she when they reveal that it was her, I started cackling because I'd just seen that, so I was like. Yeah. Oh my goodness! The, qu- the Queen of Thorns. Is Queen of Thorns, Thorns, yeah, that's fantastic. So, good stuff. Like I said, Jeffrey Bra- Joff- Joffrey yeah. Baratheon, fantastic. Uh, like I said, he's awful, yeah. but he's fantastic. So, yeah. All right. Uh, so that leaves my number one, which we've already revealed. Who is your number two? That's Benjamin Linus, played by Michael Emerson on Lost. Do you talk about him real quick? Oh man, just did you you watch Lost when it was going on? <sighs> sort of. Um, when it first the first season aired basically at the same time like like the right around the time we got engaged is when the first season started and like right around the time that we got married because we uh, our anniversary is actually yeah. coming up this coming weekend um is when seasons two started so i ended up like getting the the box set on dvd okay. and then i would like and I typically and I kind of watched that over a few weeks, and then I did the same thing for season two. I finally got a chance because we got DVR and for season three. Well, he doesn't show up to season two anyway. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But like uh, Ben Linus was, he was like just a shocking because you just didn't you thought it was just this weird guy that was on the island, right? And then when he found out he's running everything. Well, and that he's this confident killer. Yeah. You know, you're like, what the hell? Well, what's so great about his character is like, so when he's first introduced, like, Jack just kind of, like, finds him. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack just kind of finds him, and Jack is immediately suspicious of him. And Benjamin Linus, for the, for out, throughout a significant portion of season two, like, I don't remember exactly when all everything is revealed and all that type of stuff. He is just desperately trying to convince Jack. I am not who you think I am. I am not who you think I am. I'm not this, yeah. this horrible person. I'm not this killer. Right, right, and right, like right. you are the entire time you are wondering like, all right, has Jack just lost his mind? Or is this guy really who Jack thinks he is? And you're not sure the entire time, right? You have no clue. I mean, you're like, there are times when you're like, 
okay, Jackie's just off his rocker here. And there are times you're like, well, no, maybe he actually is a bad guy because they're both presenting right. really compelling cases for for both uh, for both their sides. And then when they finally do reveal that he's he is exactly who Jack thought he was. It's just like, oh man, it's it, it's just an absolutely incredible moment. And then the rest of the time when he is on on screen, even though he has done this to us once, he is constantly trying to convince us that he has changed, that he is. Th- yeah, I was going to say, I remember he did that like so many times. Yeah, and he was always trying to convince everyone they changed, and he never did. He, uh, at no. least not that I remember. I don't remember him ever changing. It's been a while since he lost. I don't lost. remember him changing either. Yeah, but he was just so great. And and I'm, if I'm remember correctly, he was not supposed to be as significant of a role right. on this show but he was michael emerson was just so incredibly you know convincing in this part they're like we got to make him a bigger part of this thing and they did so and thank god they did yes they did it, it, like i said he's well, just starting a, to see a, a trend here with these a lot of these people have which just have small parts <laughs> and they're like oh wow part. they're great so let's just keep them on yeah yeah so all right so uh go ahead and recap your list and i'll do then i'll do mine yeah mine is jr ewing mr burns the Trinity Killer, Logan Roy, Gus Fring, Homelander, Mags Bennett, Al Swergen, Benjamin Lytus, and Boyd Crowder. All right, my top ten is at number ten is Lauren Malvo. Number nine is Cersei Lannister. Number eight, Agatha Harkness. Number seven, Wilson Fisk. Number eight, I'm uh, number six, excuse me, Kilgrave. Number five, Newman. Number four, Mags Bennett. Number three, Boyd Crowder. Number two, Joffrey Baratheon, and number one, Benjamin Linus. So. All right. well, let me let me throw a couple others that could have been mentioned. Uh, Lalo Salamanca from Better Call Saul. Here's a great one I saw. My wife mentions Nellie Olson from Little House on the Prairie. I never saw the Little House me- on the Prairie. Uh, anyone who's older will know oh, Nellie yeah. Olson was this mean, mean, the mean teenage girl. Uh, okay. Uh, Livy Soprano, Tony Soprano's mom, just an awful human being. Win Duffy from Justified. Uh, let's see. So many the the villains of the wire uh pete campbell from Mad Men, just an awful human being okay i, never, and, I saw uh, parts man vince, i never finished it vince mcmahon <laughs> wwe yeah yeah he would yes. be and also maris from frazier remember niles wife. oh yeah yeah she was awful she, she was awful and uh we never saw her but she was awful yeah you're right you're, you're not wrong about that you kind of you've already kind of covered the ones that a couple that i forgot like homelander i, I just he totally slipped my yeah. mind i didn't I thought for sure you had homelander yeah I, he just totally slipped my mind i didn't think i he was for some reason he did not cross my mind uh but another one i thought about putting on here was skeletor from he-man uh he was just awful all yeah, <laughs> he was great yeah. as, a, as a bad guy. I saw guy. him mentioned a couple of times. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was he was really good. Uh, I thought about putting Megatron on here as well. He was he was he was awful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but other than that, you kind of covered all the other ones that I would have yeah. put on here. So, all right, uh, I guess that kind of wraps us up. Anything you else want to yeah. add before we sign uh, off? Appreciate everyone listening to us ramble about villains, uh, right. and please tell us your favorite villains. Oh yeah, we'd love to hear your. Vote. I love talking about villains, so I, I would love to hear everyone's favorite villains on here. And who did we miss? And uh, we appreciate all your support. We couldn't do everything without you. That's one hundred percent correct. So, all right, guys, we're going to go talk about some other shows. Uh, so we will catch you on the other side.